0: What's up, what's up? Welcome back to the 27th episode of Cinematic Minds. On this episode, we'll be discussing the 2002 film Paid in Full. We'll also be taking a deep dive into Mikai Pfeiffer's film career. Today, we are joined by a very special guest, Charles DeSarzan, a.k.a. Chuck D. So first, our usual quick announcement before we get started. This podcast is a spoiler zone podcast in which we will discuss the entire plot of the film. All right, let's get started. For those of you who have listened to the first 26 episodes, we thank you for returning. For those of you who are listening for the very first time, we hope you enjoy the ride. So sit back and relax. But first, listen to these cool sounds provided by our musical curator, my bruh. DJ Chuck D. All right. So we are back from the music that uh, was provided to us by DJ Chuck D, who we always refer to. And, uh, as I mentioned at the top of the episode, uh, we are actually, uh, with a very, very special guest host, uh, a gentleman who, uh, we refer to on, on every episode, DJ Chuck D, uh, <laughs> better known as his, by his government name, uh, Charles, the sergeant is, uh, is here, uh, to guest, um, uh, and help us talk about paid in full. So, um, you know, Chuck, I'll, i uh, tell folks a little bit more about uh you but first kind of give you the floor just kind of tell folks about yourself um who you are
1: yeah man first off man i appreciate y'all fellas having me on and um you know it's a pleasure to, to join y'all on this this podcast man I, i've uh enjoy you know being a part of it from the musical side and uh and i'm you know thankful that y'all let me join in, in this discussion on the pay the full movie but um yeah man i'm just uh you know me and eddie go back from college days uh fraternity brothers um, from UT and uh, just me personally I am a project manager similar to Eddie as well uh, I work in the medical device industry been in that industry for over 10 years now so that's what my career focus has been um, married two kids a beautiful wife Danielle also known her since college Uh have an eight-year-old daughter soon to be eight-year-old she'll be eight on Sunday uh, and then a one-and-a-half-year-old son um, so yeah man this year you know Working, working uh, husband, father, guy, but also on the side, do a little bit of DJ. So something I just kinda of started out about uh a little over a year ago, middle of the pandemic, just said, you know what, let me get on the DJ thing, something I always wanted to do. And uh and yeah, man, I'm you know thankful for you guys to give me an opportunity to just kind of share what I love for music and uh tonight, um love for film.
0: Excellent, bro. Hey man, so uh, where where are you originally from, if you don't mind sharing with folks.
1: Yeah, originally from Memphis, Tennessee, born and raised. Uh, M town bound, Black Haven zone, B A Z all day. Uh, so yeah, man, Memphis is where I'm from, and I currently live in Atlanta. Uh, so I've been in Atlanta since 20, 2007. So uh, yeah, Atlanta's a new home, but Memphis will always be, you know, where where I uh, where I came up.
0: Yeah, bro, I'm glad I'm glad to uh, have you on and stuff, man. So again, I'm from I I guess my simple answer is I'm, I grew up in Nashville, and yeah, as you mentioned, we both went to the University of Tennessee. So uh, we had Alvin on uh, on the first season talking hustle and flow, right? Mm-hmm. So it's great to have some folks on. And, uh, you know, I did some quick reintroductions and stuff. Malcolm, I don't know if I, if you guys ever had a chance to meet or if I introduced y'all. Uh, real talk, here's something I remember, but I don't know if y'all remember. But real talk, in my 2005 graduation at University of Tennessee, I know that all three of y'all were there, right? At whatever you want to call it, College Park, University Hill, like, I know y'all were all there but I don't know if y'all like remember talking to each other or something.
2: So Oh, uh, I don't know. I don't know, but it's good to see you, man. Thanks for joining us. Uh yeah. you always do a really really great job mixing and stuff, man, and it's just a pleasure to meet you. Um do you know Ed Cash? We had one of my uh like clients uh that I work with uh he he was on one of the shows too and he went to UT and is from Memphis. Yep. And so Okay, cool. You know, cash too. Okay, so, so small world. This is crazy. We need like, yeah.
1: Fun, funny story, Ed, who I know is Jermaine. Yeah. You know, <laughs> me and him, me and him go way, way back. Like we were like best friends from like sixth grade. So like we went to middle school together. Oh
3: dang. Oh <laughs> backpack.
1: Back, back back. Yeah. You said so, best like, friends. Yeah, like straight <laughs> up, like sleepovers at the, at each other's house, type type stuff. You know what I'm saying? Dang, so like me crazy. and him go way back. Yeah. Sixth grade. You know what I'm saying? We was tight like that. Um, and then like, you know, went to different high schools, but then like kind of reconnected at, 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 UT. Uh, and then we fell out with like some, you know, frat stuff, like, you know, knuckleheads do naturally, naturally. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? But, uh, and then we got back cool again, like a few years ago. We were never not cool, but, um, but yeah, man, we just kind of like reconnected, uh, like, you oh, know, about nice. a year or so ago. and yeah, I've, you know, he put me on his podcast. I know he got a new thing going now. Too, yeah. So. so yeah, yeah, that's my, that's my boy.
2: Yeah, he's good people. He's good people. Yeah. That Murow
0: out the connection. So yeah, they still and he, throwing and I, ice and cream I know,
1: And I know that him being on the show was perfect because he he always been a huge music. I mean, not music, but a movie book. Like a straight legit movie yeah. book. So
2: yeah,
0: we had him on for Bad Boys.
2: Yeah. So.
1: So
0: with movies, maybe that's a good transition to kind of like uh, what are we here to talk about. Um, <clears throat> we are here to talk about today uh, the 2002 film Paid in Full. Uh, the reason why we decided to uh, discuss this is because this season we're focusing on uh, the film career of Regina Hall. And this is one of her earlier films. And uh, I think we were discussing last season, uh, it came to everyone's attention that I've never seen it. So my wife, Rhonda, she ain't never seen it either. And Man, I, y'all are late. Yeah, real talk, though. <laughs> I mean, she still hasn't finished it. In real talk, she was wow. really
4: good. Just, really bro- just throw your wife under the bus. <laughs> 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 you no, know? she'll, 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 she'll know that. She'll come in the room. Also, also <laughs> probably our number one fan. So definitely going to see Also, Stop, while we're blasting fan. my brothers here. Malcolm's over here talking about how you're hella late on paid in full. Meanwhile, please tell me you're familiar with Chloe Card or Chloe <laughs> Bailey now.
3: <laughs> please oh, tell me
4: you caught up on any of this. <laughs> Now your wife is not even more familiar with Chloe Bailey than you are. <laughs> yeah. So, so Malcolm didn't know
0: who <laughs> Chloe Bailey is. And Malcolm feels <laughs> like, dude, for real? Like, how you don't know that? You're the youngest one on the, on the broadcast.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, I don't want to say how, like, I know Chloe Bailey. And I don't want to say, like, how long I've, like, known of Chloe Bailey just because she's young and I'm hella old.
4: So, but it's, it's been lightweight a decade at this point, right? Like, I mean,
1: I mean <laughs> also,
0: he, also maybe... he lives in Atlanta though, too. So you probably knew her before she, like, you know, nah, what they got to do it.
1: Just... They are going to do it. I just remember when <laughs> they hit the scene. Like, they was like the two. They was like the two innocent young girls that Beyonce had grown, and then next thing you know, Chloe's like, "I'm not young no more." <laughs> Real quick, very <laughs> quick. She came up. I with just want to point
4: out, you did kind that. of make Beyonce sound like a pimp right there, though. You're like two young girls that Beyonce groomed. Like- <laughs> 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 Got to get you ready for these streets, Bailey.
1: Pip and B
5: thinking of a master. I'm not going to let that slide but I'm a yeah, in handsome. And so I dig between the mind and all my money spent, so I'm I still want to be, be the king. I be the king. So the I can start my mission, leave my residence, thinking how could I get some dead presidents. I need money. Real man takes care of his family. <laughs>
0: um... All right, so Paid in Full, 2002. uh, I'm catching up on it and stuff. Uh, My wife is still catching up on it. We're not throwing her on the bus because she is one of our number one fans and number one promoters and number (laughs) uh, (laughs) uh, amongst other things. So, uh, but it stars, the film stars Wood Harris, Makai Pfeiffer, Cameron. Um, It was directed by Charles Stone III. And, um, I mean, let's go into the production, all right? Rockefeller, you know, it was produced by Rockefeller Films. uh, One of their many classics. (laughs) Rockefeller Films. Uh, Damon Dash, Jay-Z, Brett Ratner. I don't think he's aged too well. And this is a Miramax film. Um, It released on October 25th, 2002. Um, I don't know. I'd get some weird numbers in regards to the budget and how much this got, but Long story short, I think it costs around three mil. I was seeing on the low end that <clears throat> it only got one point five million in revenue, and I saw on the high end that it just made its money back, right? But my thought is this: I don't, and maybe y'all get me up to speed. I didn't think this was much more of a theatrical release. I think this made much more of its money on DVDs. And in my experience, especially me and Chuck, around the same like age, I think honestly, I think like Chuck's maybe older than Theo and younger than me, right? Um, I just kind of remember everybody having paid in full DVD. It was just kind of like one of like those things that, you know, you see, like, you know, not to age, my, not to age myself, but I feel like back in the day, uh, someone always had the Love Jones VHS, Brown Sugar VHS, uh, Love and Basketball VHS yeah. and stuff. So I feel like paid in full was like one of those go-tos, but, uh, um, <clears throat> With that, then this was my first time watching it, but why don't we start off with the guest? Uh uh Chuck man, like what was your first thoughts on this film? You know, did you like it? Did you enjoy it? And uh, you know, were there any uh scenes in particular or 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 performances or characters that you'd like to that, that you that are your favorite or you'd like to focus on?
1: Yeah, I uh so yeah, I've seen I, I saw the movie years ago. <laughs> I had the DVD in college. I might have had yours, honestly, it might have been one I stole from you, Eddie. <laughs> Uh, I, can't, I can't say for certain but um, but yeah it was like one of them DVDs like I'm pretty sure it was in the $5 bin at Walmart like all the time and nope. so it was, just, it was one of the movies that you just had to have the DVD so I remember watching it a long time ago I didn't watch it when it first came out in theaters like I don't remember the release of it I don't remember like seeing a trailer for it when it was coming out I just know it was like yo Paid in Full is one of those like instant hood classics and so I remember watching it back in the day and I remember hearing a lot of um, like references to like you know say New York drug drug guys from back from back in the early 80s and mid uh, 80s and early 90s. And the names you would always hear a lot were like Rich Porter and uh, Alpo. Alpo, I think, uh, is Martinez Rodriguez. Forgive me if that's. I think, him. Ro-
0: I think Rodriguez.
1: Yeah, yeah. Forgive me if that's insensitive, but um. <laughs> <laughs> So you would hear I would hear all those names a lot. So the movie *Paid in Full* was based on their story of being Harlem drug dealers in the mid '90s. Um, Rich Porter uh, was portrayed by Mikai Pfeiffer. Al um, Alpo was portrayed by Cameron, and then the third guy, um, A. Z. Um, was portrayed by um, Wood by Harris. Wood Wood Harris. <clears throat> um, so this is telling that story based on the true story, telling that story of their come up on the drug scene. And, and yeah, I remember, like, really enjoying it because since it was based on a true story, you had two really, really strong actors. Macau Pfeiffer is a really great actor. Mm -hmm. Wood Harris, this is, like, early Wood Harris. Also, it's also around the same time that, like, The Wire is, like, you know what I'm saying, becoming a thing, too. So I think that like, there's kind of, like, this parallel where you got, like, all right. The wire is is picking up, you know, steam. I think I think the wire was still like something that got big a little bit later um from when it first was, you know, running running live. Um but you got two strong actors and then you got Cameron, the rapper who comes into the movie and quite frankly kind of steals the show. So yeah. you talk about, you know, what? actors mm-hmm. that stood out. Cameron, like is, you know, you get you get roles, especially for like musicians, somebody who is a rapper or an artist, and it's their first time acting. And you, I'm pretty sure they just told him like, yo, just get on the set and be you. And just wow.
3: <laughs> be charismatic, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I didn't feel like that's what it did. So it was like, you know, it was perfect because it wasn't one of those roles where you're like, all right, they got the rapper here who can't act, is just a bad fit, and he's just ruining the film. And that wasn't the case for Cam. So I really enjoyed that. Um, but yeah, man, so th- speaking of Cam in that role, one of my favorite scenes was uh was the movie scene. I'm not sorry, not the movie scene, the uh the prison scene where uh Mekhi Pfeiffer's uh character Mitch, um, he's locked up, he's doing a bid, I think, for like a murder, murder case or something like that.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And then he meets Cameron. And so this dude rolls up on Mitch for like a phone check. Next thing you know, Cameron comes, comes out of nowhere, and then at with the, you know, with the shank, you know, stabs him in the neck, they get into a fight. And then that's how he gets down with mitch but the funny part about that scene i think is you got another cameo you got nori who's making a cameo in the film and he's telling uh what harris's character ace he's telling him the story of what went down in the prison fight so they got this kind of like they're, they're like cutting between you know nori telling the story to what's happening in the prison fight and then nori drops this hilarious line where it was like yeah yeah this is no panamanian cat uh you know uh, rico yeah, he had like a hundred blades in his ass. He just poured out a blade out of his ass and bucked fifty to tie across the face. And him telling the story to me was funny as hell.
5: <laughs> and there was another like
1: small, like you know, steam filling uh, moment for like another rapper, Nori, who again mm-hmm. I don't think he has much acting experience. Um, so I think that was like one of my favorite parts because that's where you introduce Cameron, you introduce uh, Rico. He comes in as a wild card. Um, you get the Noriega. Uh, you know, cameo. And then that's where like you kind of put the whole thing together of like the threesome of Ace Mitch and uh Rico. And and that was probably one of my favorite parts to kind of see how it takes off from there.
0: I like how you bring up that random ass Noriega, uh and random ass Nori uh uh cameo. Cause I feel like in Belly, <clears throat> they would do that same thing. They would just be like, All right, for one scene, what was his name? Uh old boy who would rap with Nas. Uh A V. A.Z. It was like, mm-hmm. is that A.Z? Yeah. <laughs> Happened for like one scene. It was like, okay. <laughs> yeah.
1: A.Z standing on the corner holding the baby. You know what I mean? <laughs> well,
0: that's cool, man. Yeah, I do totally agree with you regarding the camera on performance. I mean, honestly, so you know, I'm not the... When I was... Me, me watching this for the first time, and sometimes I'm like, alright, where's the story? What's the plot? Or what, how's it coming together? And... I could quickly see once, like, Cameron came into the scheme. I'm like, oh, got it. It's a threesome. Ace is nice guy, narrating, kind of like the Ray Liotta, right? Uh, Money-making Mitch. I don't know if I'm going to go broad about it, but I'd say he's kind of like, if I'm going Goodfellas, he's Robert De Niro. And then I saw Cameron come in. I'm like, oh, that's fucking crazy-ass Joe Pesci. He's a fucking nutbag. <laughs> yeah.
1: So, yeah. So,
0: I don't know. That's my, but yeah, I I I agree with you on Cameron's performance and stuff. What about you? Thanks, man. Yeah, I'm glad you broke that down too because I really didn't give a description at all. So <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Guess Due to my uh, fender bender earlier today, I, this is kind of the least I prepared for a, uh, <laughs> an episode, so I'm kind of <laughs> winging it. So thanks for catching up on that, brother. Uh, <clears throat> what about you, Theo, Malcolm? And you guys want to uh give your yeah, man.
4: Um, dude, I yeah, I don't know. I don't even know when I discovered it. It's very weird to me that you hadn't seen it until like yesterday, just because I I feel like when I saw it, like the same way that like Chuck D's like I probably stole it from your DVD. <laughs> it just feels like something it's like that Eddie would have put me onto. Like I mean, you definitely put me on the Boys in the Hood. You definitely put me on the Juice. You've definitely put me on to like every cult classic. So it's like it couldn't have been till college because I didn't really watch Black movies, Black-ass movies, unless you introduced them to me, until I went to Howard. So then it was like, it had to have been there. I don't... I I mean, and it's just... I feel like every time I watch it, it grows on me so much. And I'm like, how did I miss it when it came out? There must not have been a lot of press around it. Like, it feels like a movie that you go into low expectations... Like, you go into with kind of like medium to low expectations. You're like, this is fucking classic. And then you... I mean, it is the Black... It is like the hood freaking uh, Goodfellas. Like, just so good, man. Uh, yeah, enjoyed watching it. I had the awesome experience watching it with a few folks that hadn't seen it before last night, too, so it was just great watching it with them and, like, kind of having the same questions. I don't know. It just kind of raised some questions for me, I guess. I mean, yeah, I don't even... Oh, I got
0: a lot of questions. <laughs> like,
4: things that stood out for me was like first off if this is based on it just felt like they escalate, so they start with the scene like of them like you know right before wood Harris's character gets beat up right they're like at the height of the game, right, and then they cut back to one year earlier, and I'm like they could have gave it a couple more years because it <laughs> you know happened in a year like
3: <laughs> it went from like.
4: Him, like, and I love the way that they make Wood hairs, Like, they like this is how you know he's a poor guy because he's got like a beat up hat on all the time and like a <laughs> like a little skinny like shirt. <laughs> okay, you get it. Like, but his friend also a drug dealer. Like, he and he works at a dry cleaners. He could have a little bit more sense of pride without being a drug dealer, right? Like, you could just. Like, I'm not uh, buying. I'm not buying the way that he got into the
0: game. Is- right. Some random Latin dude, like was right.
4: just like, oh yeah, hey, not, not
1: at all. Not at all. <laughs> <laughs>
4: what? Oh. And he was very nice too for right. being in the cartel, very world like very cartel nice. drug dealer. And then it's like in <laughs> a year. Do like, you mean to tell me in a year he went from being like resistant to being a drug dealer to being a drug dealer to like his <laughs> boyfriend was a drug dealer, got caught came back and was like, begging to be on his route. I'm like, dude, it wasn't even that much time that you were in jail. <laughs> <laughs> what? <I> <laughs> like, it it could have been like, it, it couldn't even been 12 months. Like, no way. So I think, I don't like, I just like, y'all could have just said three years later and it would have like, eased that whole story point
1: for me. So, they com- was- they compacted way too much, like real, so, too, too quick.
0: In my research, that's the story behind it. So long story short, and I'll get back to you, Theo, is this. the the guy who played Ace, not, the guy who Ace is really based upon, you know, he ended, if you ask me, ended up being a snitch and then kind of being in the music industry. Uh, and um, <clears throat> once he gave it to pretty much Rockefeller Records, Dame Dash, which I don't know, I mean, he's kind of a businessman, but Dame Dash was like, oh, wait, okay, this is going to be a Cameron vehicle. So he kind of like cleaned up a whole bunch of stuff and it was supposed to be kind of like very... Um, Making gangsters look bad, right? And kind of like, man, this is what we've done to our community. And here's all the drugs, and, and it was supposed to make them look bad. And once you gave it to Dame Dash, he was like, nah, we're making this Black Goodfellas and let's put camera on in it. And, <laughs> it. and it was supposed to be from 1981 to 1992. And he was like, no, nah, let's make it 12 minutes. <laughs> but,
4: right. but you didn't need to do that. You could have just <laughs> made it the time period. 12 and half, and that bring, Which brings up another good point. And that's what has always been confusing about this movie. It feels like they do a half assed effort of making this an 80s movie, right? Like, sometimes, <laughs> especially when Dame Dash like rides up on them in his like, bucket hat and stuff, I'm like, Nigga, that's like early 2000s. Guys. Like, what? That's how, that's <laughs> how he, dressed,
1: that's how he yes! dressed at the time. Like, yes. And that wasn't like,
4: that was just like, hey, that Dame Dash is rolling up. <laughs> right. Like, wearing normal Dame Dash shit, like, this is not the 80s. Like, they tried to be like, look, we got Dougie Fresh. But it's like, but y'all didn't even tell Dougie Fresh to look like Dougie Fresh looked in the 80s. Y'all were like, no, just, just be yourself, nigga. Like, they're very, like, half assed on that. Um yeah and then like um i don't what was the other thing uh oh yeah like just i just found it like i was watching wood harris turn down being a drug dealer so much and i was over there like <laughs> i want to be a drug dealer like you not you taking this long to reject it but like your homies over here driving around in a nice car like <laughs> no, any I mean? right, no, like, any problems right <laughs> like, it, it seems pretty tempting to me like i wouldn't they could hold it against you if you were like, well, oh, maybe I should get into the drug game. But the oh, and the last thing that was confusing was just like, I don't understand. Maybe it's just a drug dealer thing, but it's like Makai Pfeiffer's character like had hella nice shoes, had hella nice car. Maybe he didn't want to get a lease on a new apartment, so not <laughs> want to live with his parents. But nigga, like, can you get some nice bed sheets? Like, can you invest in just like a nicer sleeping situation that was very confusing to me like why is he choosing to do that still (laughs) sorry and stokely's crying so i'll have to leave it there
2: (laughs) all right what about you mali um so yeah man uh i was late on this movie too i mean i wasn't as late as you but um i didn't know about this movie until like 2015 when i was in college and one of my roommates that I was on like put me on it. He was like, Oh, you haven't you seen that? And so yeah, I don't know how this movie slipped by us. I guess you know might have just not have been marketed well. <laughs> um but yeah I mean I really really enjoy it. I mean I can knew like upon the first time watching it that like it was an it was a classic and like um had high rewatchability. I've probably watched it you know only discovering it in 2015. I've probably watched it like seven or eight times uh since then yeah because it's a good movie it's a good like Oh, uh, you know, I'm bored. I don't know. I can't find anything else better to put on. Like, have you ever watched it? How many? Like, it's it's like it's quick. It's 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 exciting the whole time. It's easy to just uh, you know, to follow. And it's just it's, it just has very high rewatchability. And like um, you know, I just think it's great. Um, um, I really like, I think it's a good mashup of like a comedy and a drama um, for sure. You know, it has its comedic moments, but like it's it's like dramatic moments. Like they're real, like whenever, uh, you know, um, Sonny gets kidnapped and uh, Mitch is like, you know, he's like upset as fuck. You know, you know what I mean? He's like, you can feel like the pain in his eyes, like in that scene. <laughs> he's like, you know what I'm mean? about to
1: kill everybody. Oscar yeah. <laughs> uh, they should have yeah. got an Oscar.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, man, so, um, you know, that that scene, that was probably, like, one of, like, my favorite scenes. The funniest scene, and it really caught me off guard when I was first watching it, is whenever uh, they're at the club and Rico is, like, you know, showboating or whatever and throws, a, <laughs> like, that self-made porno on the TV. Um, yeah, like, that shit caught me off guard. <laughs>
0: What Harris is so I'm looking yeah. over him, he's like, first of all, this dude shooting up in the fucking air, and he's like, "All right, man, boy, <laughs> calm your boy down." And then they up the next scene, he's like,
3: "Dude, what the fuck, man? Like, shit,
4: they really yada yada. <laughs> they really yada yada, like Rico becoming a part of his inner circle. <laughs> like, at no point would you ever think that." Wood Harris's character would vibe with Rico, like, ever. It's like, oh, he saved me in prison. Maybe you can give him a little bit of work. And the next thing is like, what's up? I'm your main, I'm, I'm your main henchman now. Yeah.
1: Like, he went, like, he went from being a dude that saved his homeboy life in jail to being like number three on the totem pole. All
0: right, so. In the whole this organization. Is, this, yeah, right. this is some whatever type research, but, but uh, what I heard is this. <clears throat> that the Rico character actually in real life uh, you know, in that scene when he pulled that dude out the car, who <laughs> was like, "Man, yeah. just because you boy's in jail don't mean we all got to fucking uh, <clears throat> you know, like hurt." And then Rico pulled him out and fucking took his clothes off. That actually yeah. happened in real life. So I'm um, gonna yeah, yeah. say this: even though I don't think that dude deserved this, all that being said, that was some stupid shit to say to fucking Rico. Like, <laughs> I was kind of like, kind of had it coming. But I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, don't say that to Rico. I don't know. <laughs> um were there any other performances that you wanted to highlight man
2: yeah i mean you know that's a good segue like yeah cam ron's was like uh as rico he killed it man um he was like the most charismatic interesting character it's really hard to like see him as a villain in the movie in my opinion well except whenever he beat that guy's ass and killed uh a um, Mitch. But aside, except, from Matt, except for
4: the two main block ones <laughs> of the movie, it's really hard to see him as a villain. Except for like what he did, you know, mostly villainous things.
0: <laughs> no, but that, yeah. I, honestly, though, I mean, that's my thing, me personally. So that's how I feel about Joe Pesci in like Casino <laughs> and Goodfellas. I'm like, this dude is freaking nuts. Mm-hmm. But man, he's so cool, and it sucks when he dies. <laughs> I'm like yeah. Darth Vader or the Joker.
1: Well you gotta, yeah. and you gotta think about too, like how out of like out of mm-hmm. Rico mm-hmm. and Cameron doing all the, the crazy shit he did, he gave us the most classic line that still gets used to this day when Ace got shot and got uh and got robbed, where he's just sitting there with the bag of chips nonchalant as hell, like yo, niggas get shot every day, B. You know <laughs> <like>. <laughs> niggas get
3: shot. Like could you imagine <laughs> like could you
1: imagine? You, you just got you got shot up three four times, shot in the face. Your fucking <laughs> peoples got murdered in the apartment with you, and you you sitting up laid up there with tubes and you know saying who knows where. And your boys across the room from you is like, yeah, yeah you will be all
3: right. <laughs> <laughs> pull your skirt
1: down. Yeah, You're your down. <laughs> <laughs> God. Man, I don't
0: know how bad this sounds, man, but man, yo, man, there's some New York folks out there like that. <laughs> some New York <laughs> folks that I would not put it
3: past. <laughs>
1: no, for sure, for sure. But no, that was a classic line. I, 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 was was like, I, was, I was born in New York. I was born New York, by the way. So bad. Yo, but, I, but I, do, I use it all the time. Like I use it in like the most like unrelated items. You use shit all the time, like, b. use it every day. Yeah, it is. You use every day, b. <laughs> <laughs>
4: you work with white people, like what? Where is <laughs> you work? I was like, I was like, man, I want to use that at work tomorrow. I was like that would not go over well. I'll start to no. like, get it, guys? Like the paid in full reference, and they'd be like, HR, please. <laughs> right.
1: Somebody get this coon out of here, please. I did. I did, I, did,
0: I, did, I did a coming to America joke at PepsiCo one time, and it felt flat.
1: <laughs> uh, Know your audience. (laughs) It's crickets. (laughs) Know your audience, man. Um, All
2: right, it's cool. Any other uh, performances, Mm Mel? Uh, yeah. I mean, that and you know, my Kai Pfeiffer. you know, like I said real uh, before, like I really enjoyed that. Scene. Money making Mitch. Yeah, man, he just he just killed it, man. <clears throat> like he was, uh, he brought a lot of energy. Like I guess, like I guess from a, a plot standpoint, I would have enjoyed it better if like they would have maybe told it from all three of their perspectives more. Like just giving like Makai Pfeiffer. And, wow, and, like, that would have been and great, Rico. Like more, yeah, you know what I mean. Like what if they did it like in a way where they like did the same story like three times from, like, all their different perspectives or something like that. Um Could it be, that could have been, like, you know. Like, oh, you know, so maybe,
0: you're saying more of, like, a Pulp Fiction kind of something like that? Yeah, or, yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, something like that. Cool. Well, I mean, you know, but, like, uh, they weren't probably expecting, uh, you know, uh Cameron to be as good as he was. So that was probably, like, a role that probably didn't have as much like dialogue initially, but then like Cameron just was killing it, so like he got like more uh, screen time than it was originally intended. But yeah, man, I would I would have liked to see more of him in the movie because he was so, me. Up me,
0: me personally, I don't know if you guys can recollect. So I don't know where you guys were at in your, in your age, but I specifically remember. I mean, this is right around the time I crossed. Wow, yeah, I was a neo. Yeah, I crossed in uh spring of 2002. So I'm, I'm just, just just crossed my 20-year mark. Um and <clears throat> so I was in college and I remember Cameron being huge when I was in undergrad.
2: Like especially me. I didn't even I, know about Cameron before this movie. Dude, I love Purple
1: Haze. I was late on him too.
0: I still I still bang purple haze, actually. Nah, stuff, this is so. this
1: is this is like the peak of like dipset era. Yeah, like, yep. Like, yeah, I think I think purple haze came out in like 04.
0: Now you know about oh. Dipset. Did you know about Dipset, Mally? Nah. Uh, okay. I mean, it's all good. You know who Jim Jones is. Yeah, I know Jim Jones. Fruit. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah so he's in Dipset. He's in Dipset. Okay. With, uh, with them and stuff. So. Uh. Well, you heard. Ball. Wait. That's it. We fly high. Yeah. No. Light. Yeah. I heard that. Okay. That's by then. Falling. Falling. <laughs> All right, so uh my quick little what did I think about this? This is my first time seeing it. Um, I enjoyed it, thought it was dope. Uh, and I'm just gonna be quick with mine. Uh <clears throat> if there was a scene, yo. Know, so Malcolm, I mean Theo just kind of referred to it. I'm gonna say it's kind of two scenes in particular. So it wasn't yesterday, but it was like about four or five days ago that I, I recently saw. It. I seen it like I re-watched it one time again. Um even though I saw I thought Cameron Rico was a hothead. I didn't I didn't see that coming, him killing Mitch, man. Yeah. That Once he done. killed Mitch, I was like, what the
3: fuck? <laughs> I was like, this
0: dude, no, no, he ain't shit, right? So that was like my first part of it. But then my second part, which I I'm glad he didn't disappoint, and I knew it was gonna happen. But I'm glad Ace fucking figured it, that shit on out, right? I like that next scene when Ace is like, uh-huh. Yeah. All right. You know what I mean? They both sizing each other up. But then really? I'm like, I thought Rico, I mean, Rico was just an idiot. because I'm like, Rico, dude, come on, dude. You don't,
3: you, you don't see you being set up.
0: So <clears throat> I like that. And then, um, dang it, maybe too many perform. All right. There's three quick performances. So Kevin Carroll, who was Calvin. Man, fuck that dude. And you know what?
1: <laughs> I didn't know it was going to get
0: that bad. I didn't know it was going to get that bad.
1: Didn't but, coming either.
0: yeah yeah but yeah yeah but his energy from the from initial a few a few small things a few small things so one like it was just like the way when he came into he was like sitting so disrespectful to the mom he was like sitting the money on out like <laughs> "Mike, dude you're doing too much and then being like yeah Weed somewhere else, <laughs> like dude,
3: you
1: doing <laughs> nah, way too nah, much. We're going, we going out, we're going out to you. Then he got the nerve to scratch his eye through the through the uh oh my god, energy.
3: he would do that.
0: <laughs> I mean, his energy at the dry cleaner. I mean, so that's one thing I was like, I, so even though and then I didn't think it was gonna be that crazy. I was like, come on, ace, whatever. I'm like, dude, you can see his hot head. He's like, no. I got to be out in the block. I'm not fine just making money and sitting up. I got to be out there. And I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> it's for the love of the, of the set, Yeah, no, remember what? <laughs> and that's one, time, that's one time, though, I was kind of like, I was really kind of feeling Rico because Rico was like, what's up? We got a problem?
1: Right. Yeah. Rico's, like, Rico's straight up like yo fuck this Kermit the Frog looking
0: motherfucker. Yeah. Right? Yes. Rico was ready to go. He had no questions. Right. And then I don't know. So Ace is like trying to keep both of them calm. I'm like hey, it's like you don't know they're fucking crazy.
4: Like
3: hey guys, guys, chill, chill.
0: That was another
4: great line. <laughs> is, what's the use of having soldiers if you can't use them? <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Again, knowing, knowing like knowing how how Rico was introduced is like you know how you get down. Yes. So I don't know what you think, like what you expect. You know you're gonna get with putting him on the team.
4: Exactly, and uh, and now it makes me question. It's like what what Harris, what was your use? Because that was the prime purpose of even having Rico around is to get rid of this nigga. Like what else did you use him for? Like, <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I usually love Chai McBride, but he fucking got on my nerves in this fucking movie, man. I was like, um, the dry clean uh, the boss. I
4: don't oh know. yeah. I mean,
0: he had some good hell on his shoulders, but I'm like, I don't know. He,
2: he was like, yeah, lame hip, energy.
0: That, that hippity hot hippity. Hot? I'm like, chill the fuck out, man. Whatever. <laughs> uh, Ma, essay Re- Morales. I don't know if y'all know. Ma loves that guy. So every time she sees him, she's like, ooh, I love him. Um Regina Hall So I was confused And actually I'm still a little confused But I think I figured it out the second time The first time I watched it When she's introduced It's at Money Making Mitch's crib And he's all talking shit And he's like get my stuff No one want to see your ass So I'm like oh okay that's his woman But then she's like Hitting on Wood Harris So I was like oh shit Okay, like, so it's about to go down. I don't know, Regina Hall's gonna have that big of a thing, and then fast forward, and then she's eating food with Root Wood and like with him. So I'm like, oh, wait, she's with Wood Harris. So I think that Regina Hall was money making Mitch's sister, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. and
4: then they talk about it, and then they say it later. They say it, they yeah. Say it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They, I think they say it in that scene because I'm like, <laughs> so whatever you heard him disrespect a woman, your first instinct was like, oh, that must be his chick. <laughs> <laughs> just like, like, oh yeah that's clearly his lady because he disrespected the fuck out of her immediately I'm it's, he the same, it's, the,
1: <laughs> it's the same it's the same trope from uh from boys in the hood how ice cube did um how ice cube did uh what's her name it's his sister
0: oh yeah you're right
1: yeah so back then like i guess from just those two movies that sample size niggas didn't respect their sisters back then that's <laughs> what i that's what i take from it
3: right
0: <laughs> um, and one last dude uh, so this is like I guess really based on Rich's punk uncle wait so I guess I didn't understand it either okay so the guy Ice the older guy who that money making Mitch like sizes up so I was kind of confused was he like okay i am seeing uncle but then I'm like I thought he was like don't be dating my mom so like was it his uncle or was he like dating a mom? Or I mean, that
2: was yeah, that was the that was like the stepdad or or something or dating his mom at least. Um, yeah, that's that's what his that's why he was there. That wasn't his uncle.
0: Okay, so it's his stepdad. So that actor Ron Cephas Jones. I'm not going to quiz y'all, but are some are any y'all like familiar with him and his daughter? So his daughter, uh, what's her name? Man, she's on that show uh, in Oakland, Theo. Uh Blind spotting. Yeah, her name Jasmine Cephas Jones. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that's that's his daughter and stuff. She was in uh what else was she in? She was in um Hamilton. Peggy ja- Shiler.
4: Cephas Jones. Jasmine, <laughs> yeah, but the girl on blonde spotting, like the main girl. Oh wow. Oh, yes. okay. Yeah. I'm looking at it. <clears throat> She don't look nothing like her daddy. And her daddy was in uh the dad, he's he's in um wasn't he in the the superhero movie or tv show on Netflix with the uh with the black dude fuck i don't remember what his name is the the black guy who's got his own show he's like a marvel superhero and he like he's just like invincible and he punches shit what's what's the name oh of yeah him? yeah
0: john yeah john uh john brown no um luke cage john cage luke, luke cage luke, luke cage, cage. <laughs>
3: yeah,
0: yeah. yeah he oh. was Bobby Fish Damn, and
4: bro. Luke Cage. Yeah, he was in, yeah. Luke Cage. And doesn't he kind of like every time I see him and they cash him as a drug addict? I'm kind of like, yeah, that he, yeah. I, he's not like a, <laughs> he like, that kind of like him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like
1: uh, like he was in uh This is Us.
4: Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I was mm-hmm. like, Oh yeah, I believe this. <laughs> yeah.
1: And that's how and that's remember I remember seeing him in this is us and my immediate reaction was like oh shit ice <laughs> he's still, still on, on the drugs on that dope man
0: so i think she i think his daughter is engaged to what's his name all right who's the guy who like
4: plays spike lee's son the, the anthony, anthony ramos
0: anthony ramos
4: yeah yeah Now they that's a good looking couple they yeah they make some yeah. light skinned Puerto Rican babies it's cool <laughs> All right, um,
0: so I think we kind of, you know, discuss a lot of our our feedback. Before we kind of go into the next section, like, does anybody else have anything they want to share before we kind of pitch some sequels? If anybody has any sequel pitch ideas or no.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'll talk about, like, as much as, like, Malcolm was saying, how, you know, there was that comedic element to it, you know, in addition to, like, the, the storytelling part, was the fucking tragic ending. Uh, because I, like I mentioned at the top of it, how like, you know, it's based on, you know, those, uh, real life drug dealers, but I didn't know the story before I saw the movie. So everything me watching the movie was like, you know, just like, okay, it's based on the true story, but I don't know the story. So everything mm-hmm. was surprised. <clears throat> so like that ending, I didn't expect it to be that tragic. Yeah. Um, but you know, like you talked about earlier, like I didn't see Cameron taking out Mitch like that. I didn't see the fucking little brother getting kidnapped and his finger chopped off. It was like, yo, this this is some fucking tragic shit. Um, so you gotta go through that movie like enjoying it, and you had an ending where it's yeah, because like, it starts, it's like kind of lighthearted, like until like shit gets
4: real, you
2: know?
1: Yeah, yeah, she got real real fast. Yeah, <laughs> everything happened within a year, so you know it happened fast. Yeah,
4: and I would add but, to that the scene where they rob the the like. Where the dude comes in and robs them and like kills, kills like old girl. The actress, her name is um, Elise Neal. She played June in it. Um mm. And they like <clears throat> shoot them on the bed. That was that was, was, elite, that was Elise. <coughs> <clears throat> that was her yeah. on
0: the but. Hey, you know yeah. she's you know she's from Memphis.
1: Memphis native, fellow Memphis native, yeah. and Logan, low key and Malcolm. She's related to uh Cash.
2: Oh damn, it was crazy. Wow. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah so they like on. actually like. Second first and second cousins, I think.
4: Full circle. Yeah, yeah, man. But that was like, it's crazy because as many times as I've seen it, I think every time I must black that out because I'm like, I'm sure they're not gonna kill those girls on the bed. And then every time I'm like, oh my God, they killed them. Like that was dirty. Like and to Rico's credit again, it was like, I'm really glad you handled that situation. I think you handled, you know what I mean? He's just like, Don't worry <laughs> about that. I went and got him. Like it was a pretty cool scene. But yeah. Um, yeah, yeah I got, I got it. so again,
0: who brought the point is like, yo, Ace, what the fuck are you using Rico for then? It's like, he literally they, like that dude killed your family members and shot you in the face, right? And then you get mad at Rico for killing him, then like, what? <laughs> I mean, again, and he's like your number three in your whole organization,
5: and
1: right,
3: <laughs> like, that
0: was, he was supposed to, he was supposed to do that, <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, this is what
1: this is what you this is what you brought me in for.
0: It's like getting mad at your chief financial officer for managing the P and L.
3: It's like why, why do why you
0: always want to know about the finances? Why are you always asking me about the numbers?
1: I'm the numbers guy. <laughs> Cameron was the murder guy, like
0: yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Why? Well, yeah, well, yeah. Why Why are you gonna have soldiers if you ain't gonna use them?
1: Right.
4: I guess another question I have, Eddie, since you're the research dude, is like what were follow-up Cameron films of, uh, of note? Cause I'm like over here, like why is Cameron not like an elite? Like why is he not getting more jobs? Cause nigga, he killed it in this. Or is it just like, he, that was just so much him that it was like the easiest acting job ever.
0: <laughs> uh, I don't see much. So this is just really big, just me, what's the word? Theor- theorizing. What's his filmography? <clears throat> okay no way okay paid in full state property to kill a season love and hip-hop new york honor up queens oh. so here's my thing i think he found his lane <laughs> and i think his lane is like these hood classes. yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> and so and i'm not gonna hate on him and stuff all right but i think that's his lane and then further uh maybe he wasn't acting Right. I think somebody really maybe what which I ain't gonna hate, right? I mean if you're charismatic, you're charismatic, right? But then sometimes uh that that can't really help you for other things They're
4: and like, stuff. All right, Cameron, now we need you to play Othello. <laughs> <laughs> uh I don't know. If that's the,
1: range, the, range, the range wasn't quite quite bad. right.
0: <laughs> I mean do y'all remember that time though? So again, this makes me feel like when I was in high school in college, those time when like those uh record labels were making movies like state property 2. and so what i really remember this is when i was in high school i remember when like master p and no limit had them movies <laughs> the, VHS, the vhs's and stuff uh he had a whole yep. bunch of bootleg ones but i feel like it started to get almost kind of legit with uh I got the hookup.
1: Oh. <laughs> yeah, oh, no. I I got the hookup. Was that was like they started off the whole like rappers making movies and like yeah, you're so right thinking, though. Oh, we can legit, we can legit do this because I think that's long after that. Dang, did Ice Cube Cash Money Cash Money did one? Oh. They did baller oh, yeah. watching.
4: Oh yeah! Wait wait wait, which came first? I got the hookup or Friday?
1: Friday for sure. Yeah,
4: and that's I put Friday guys- the category of. uh like, but it's it's no, kind of different. It's different. No. it's different. No, I wouldn't. No, because yeah, because yeah, John Singleton, yeah, I think yeah. John
1: Singleton, like found Ice Cube, put him in, Boys yeah, in the hood. and then Ice Cube was like, okay, I can take this whole film thing like seriously, and like you know, put together like Master P was like, no, nah, I'm just gonna use my own money, my own crew, yeah, be in, in the hood with, with camera, de- <laughs> like straight independent. Uh, so that's for okay. like that's what like the independent like rap no, yeah. movies and,
0: and that's something I don't think you'll ever hear anybody say independent about Friday,
1: right? Right,
0: right, yeah.
1: Right. Nah, yeah, that one that one was a theatrical release, you know, had a, I'm sure it had a, a decent budget. What who, who director, who's director Friday? What's his name?
4: F. Gary Gray. oh Gary Gray.
1: Yeah. Who, who went F. on Gary. to do like mad fast and furious and shit?
0: Yeah, I mean, and not to be that was getting marketed on MTV. <laughs> you know what I mean? It wasn't yeah. like just getting marketed on BET. Like, I, yeah. I tell you right now, I got the hookup, wasn't getting no promos on MTV.
1: No, nah. I got the hookup. <laughs> if you catch, I got the hookup. It was, it was probably coming on like after Uncut, like after BET yep. Uncut. Like, <laughs> I got the hookup. I run after that.
0: So, um, look, uh, I don't know if there would be too much of a, it's kind of got a close ended if there's much of a a sequel to pitch with this. But if there was a, a sequel to pitch, I don't know. I think it's really, I think they, I want to say questions, but I do kind of have a question and I didn't find anything much. They're like, Cameron was like, <clears throat> I'm not snitching on nobody because I'm not snitching on nobody in Harlem because when I come back, I want to be a king. And so I was kind of looking forward to like, okay, so what happened with that? And, I couldn't really find anything so i imagine cameron comes back and it's, it, he ends up just being like the last og you know like tracy morgan in the show <laughs> <clears throat> oh.
1: i think the sequel so yeah so the sequel is basically all right so you fast forward you know how many years cameron does his time you know mitch got killed so what ends up happening is ace gets older he recovers he gets wiser then he decides, you know, he's got he, you know, he did a laundry. So he continues, you know, saying the drug game but he uses the laundry as a front. And then he puts on this crazy white boy who he partners up with, you know what I'm saying, and then they run his nightclub also, you know what I'm saying? And then Rico gets out of jail, but this time Cameron isn't acting, so he gets played by fifty cents. <laughs> That's the secret. Uh,
2: yeah, I like that. I
0: like 50 that. In it. Yeah. <laughs> Man, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, so I thought they were alluding to something kind of similar to that, too, because I feel like when they had that one scene, I thought that was kind of cool at the end when they were like, they showed that that storefront and it was showing people not having the 80s stuff on. It was like the 90s stuff, but then it ended up showing you it was actually a music video and they went on the actual, like, you know, in Harlem. Mm. Am I making that scene up?
1: No, that's kind of how it ended because I thought, what I thought <laughs> when I first saw it was that. Uh, Mitch, like, turned into, um, not Mitch, Ace turned into, like, a, a music producer, like, a music yeah. video, like, music di- director or something like that. That's what mm-hmm. I thought they were alluding to.
0: All right. So, um, our dad is from Queens, right? So, Malcolm, Theo, or Chuck, uh, <clears throat> have any of y'all seen that documentary on Showtime about the Supreme Team?
2: Oh, yeah. I was watching that. It's just dope. Yeah. Have, have you good. Theo or Chuck?
3: Mm
0: -hmm. So uh, i I
2: highly recommend you check it on out
0: because malcolm correct me if i'm wrong but if you ask me it's pretty much this but in queens
2: yeah pretty much yeah the exact same thing and then i don't i don't know uh, whatever it's like a a documentary it's a documentary
0: yeah it's a documentary so it's real life right and here's how it like really kind of comes to fruition so it was these guys no spoilers i'm about to watch that shit yeah. yeah, it's good. Okay, yeah. I'm going to just say this. 50 makes an appearance. Literally. Like, isn't that kind of cool, Mally? How, like, they kind of brought Yeah. 50? yeah.
1: So, yeah, all right, yeah. I ain't going to
0: spoil it and stuff, but...
1: it's and this is a documentary?
0: Yeah, yeah, it's a three-part documentary. And it's kind of crazy because, I mean, they're talking... Deal, they're talking about Jamaica, Queens the entire time. I mean, they're, they're like... Yeah, they're talking about Jamaica, and that's why Dad was like losing it and stuff because oh, it's like okay. all around that
4: neighborhood and stuff. So yeah, I'm definitely gonna watch, I might watch that shit tonight. So yeah, maybe yeah, that's a recommendation.
0: Good. Yeah, so uh if you if you have a chance, Chuck, uh I highly recommend you, you check them on out Supreme team. It's pretty yeah. much I mean the exact same thing. Three guys in the 80s, and they were in Queens um, okay. and yeah. they're and doing drugs, they, but these guys were in Harlem and stuff, so
4: I love a good drug. Yeah, hey, so uh <laughs> with that,
0: I want to kind of you know start wrapping things up and then getting to the spotlight. We're gonna do this with Makai Pfeiffer. I'll actually kind of ask back me my, my my sequel. I didn't think anybody was having them. My bad. I'm sorry, dude. My I bad. Was oh, of- by,
1: by, <laughs> by the way, root my dad cut you off, Theo. Eddie, you do know that I was describing power. Right. <laughs> uh <laughs> <laughs> um,
3: no, not at all. I don't think
4: any of us. <laughs> Malcolm, did you get that? Because I I didn't oh, watch Power, man. so I was that just was like, wrong, you don't, oh, know don't little... watch too. That's funny. <laughs> hey,
5: no man, we sound late. I was like,
2: damn. I was like, this is like a really intricate sequel. He put exactly.
4: That's exactly what I thought.
1: <laughs> I couldn't tell. I was like, I was like, I think they got it, or it just it fell <laughs> flat. Maybe maybe it just fell flat and I mean oh, the more. Oh boy. Oh <laughs> uh,
4: yeah. Are we are losing yeah. our
0: black card with that man. No right. <laughs> Second, so be like, man, I'm one of these fucking whack ass motherfuckers podcast. I just I can't think, power I can't to him, him <laughs> and, and none of them know what the fuck I was talking about. But I, was thinking, but I, was thinking about
1: I was thinking about a sequel and I was like, man, I, I don't know if you could do a sequel, but the closest thing to like that kind of you know uh screen that, that kind of story on screen, I feel like it's like power in, in a more you know fake, elaborate mm-hmm. sense. But
0: I ain't, I ain't gonna front, man. I, even though that was a joke. I think I do think there's kind of a straight line between I Got the Hookup, Paid in Full, and Power.
4: It's just uh, kind like, of you know, like indie producer hood stories. Yeah.
1: Yeah. that's, a, that's and, a, and
0: I, I think they're iterations, and then 50 was like, you know what? Let's just put some polish on this, put some more money, and I don't know.
1: Yeah, that's, it a, like, that's a big that's Venn diagram. Yeah.
4: <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. I was gonna say mine was I just feel like there was something weird about how Sonny just disappeared. I feel like Sonny would come back um like 20 years later. Sonny being Mackay Pfeiffer's little brother that like died. But what if he never died? Um and he comes yeah, he back. Yeah, show a body. Yeah, and maybe he's got some maybe he's got some vengeance not only with Cameron, but also with um uh uh, the main dude, uh, Ace. Ace, yeah. And I'm like, I don't know, maybe snitch. He, and maybe he like the yeah, the snitch. And and my dad's like, dead, right. And maybe he like he like uh, lets the like aces like connects the, the the what were they Colombians or whatever. I assume they were Colombians. Um, mm-hmm. like the ones he stole the diamonds from. That's the other part that doesn't make sense about this movie. <laughs> diamonds. Yeah, there's yeah, no, what doesn't make sense to me is like Ace walks into his Kinect's house, finds him dead, then goes to the closet and immediately gets hella drugs and diamonds out of it. It's like, who are the people that killed his drug dealer? (laughs) Why would they not? Just look in the closet for money or something. Like, it was clearly a passion kill because y'all niggas had no agenda. Like, y'all didn't look in the closet. The whole,
1: the whole apartment hey. was feeling like it's feeling like clean condition.
0: Hey, man, we ain't gonna talk about when he met him and he was like, come in my
1: apartment and he took
0: his pants off. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I was like, where is this going? Hey. That's another thing. And, 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 and Theo, you brought it up. You made a great point earlier. It was like, all right, man, like, your best friend tried to put you in a drug game. You denied it. The dude your sister was dating tried to put you in a drug game, and you denied it. But this this funny Lulu dude <laughs> who you never met before, who took his pants off to get you to take the <laughs> cleaners. Right. all of a sudden, he was like, all right. Right. He was like, because he dressed
4: nice, but not loud nice, nice, nice. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: all right. <laughs>
0: And then he was like, "Man, I made a hundred dollars selling this cocaine.
4: I didn't know it was that easy. Like, for real? <laughs> Why did you not know that?"
1: <laughs> Calvin told you. Calvin told you in the hallway, <laughs> off the rip. Come on, I know it easy. And it's like
0: I enjoyed the movie, but I was just like, "Man, this is like the world." I texted y'all like, "This is the world's like friendliest, not friendliest. It's just like." gangsters with a
4: conscience
2: (laughs) (laughs) my wife made a point
4: she was actually pleasantly surprised whenever like makai pfeiffer didn't like smack the shit out of like what you know whenever like one of his like uh you know like street dealers or whatever was like oh it got robbed she was assuming that makai pfeiffer was gonna like smack the shit out of him like for that and he didn't and she was like, oh, he's kind of a nice truck dealer. Like, I'm glad he actually <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> I thought that a lot, dude. I thought that a lot. I mean, like, dude, he's, like, so happy and smiling. They do a lot of those things, too.
0: Like, all right. The- so I knew he was going to die that last time. Uh, I think one last time when they were, like, they gave him his, like, monologue, you know, his Oscar moment. But then I thought he was going to die sometime earlier. in it. he was, like, just looking so happy on, on like, on the hood of his uh. Couch and being so cool and being and rolling into the club. I'm like, okay, I'm about to die. Like
1: act one,
3: you
0: know what I mean? <laughs> but
1: they come about some kinds of stuff. Money making, Mitch. I'm broke, baby.
5: <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. All right, one other thing, though, too. So I feel like he was just flossing a lot.
0: I mean, like. That, that's the other thing I thought. I thought it was like, okay, man, he's flossing way too much. And someone's going to be like, hmm.
3: <laughs> right there. All right, you got
0: too much money. You you apparently got it and stuff. So, but, you
2: know, you got other words. Uh Malcolm, did you have a, a sequel pitch? <clears throat> nah, I didn't really have shit for it, man. I think that uh, y'all had some good pitches. Uh, but, I mean, yeah, I think that would be cool, though. Like, if they didn't make a sequel, if it was more about, like, focusing on Rico, um, or something like that. I really liked your Ed like, um, I think that he's the, that's just like the most interesting character. It sucks that Cameron didn't make more out of his acting career. You know, what I mean, he he, he could have made some classics, but you know, maybe another lifetime.
0: Peyton Fuller, Rico's Revenge.
1: <laughs> Yo, I forgot there was a sequel. Was there? For real? Yes. <laughs> Yo, I can see what you got. And the reason why I forgot is because I tried to erase that out of my memory. They, <laughs> let, me, let me make sure I'm not, I'm not bugging Let me make sure I'm thinking of the right thing. But I think they did a sequel with Game.
4: That sounds familiar.
1: Or am I I'm making it up? Was this another movie I'm thinking of?
4: I mean, I'm seeing announcements. No, I saw an no, announcement in of... January 2022. Paid in full two is on the way. No, Dame I'm Dash. thinking
1: about uh I'm thinking about Belly. They made a sequel of Belly. Oh, no.
4: oh
0: okay. yeah. I mean, it ain't got yeah. DMX in it.
1: Like. Nah. The, uh, yeah, I know I try to put that on my memory too. <laughs> Belly too. <laughs> <laughs> no, but there is like apparently as of
4: March of this year, Dame Dash is over here talking about uh paid in full two. Uh the cast won't return for the sequel. Yeah. It'll be Paid and full nursing home, what I oh, don't <laughs> damn <laughs> <laughs> talking about
0: game uh, uh, dash. All right, man. So, that's another thing, Irv Gotti, right? Irv Gotti, he comes into the uh, <clears throat> he's involved in the Supreme Team uh documentary. But, man, have y'all been hearing about Irv Gotti in the news lately? Nah, what up? I guess it's just in my Twitter feed. Ain't been hearing about him. He's been like talking about he's upset. <laughs> He was really upset when he found out Ashanti left him for Nelly. And he was with his wife and he was crying with his wife because Ashanti left him. Wait, that's the, that's the news. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
4: Yeah. And he's talking about it. He's
0: doing it in the interview.
4: You know, Irv Gotti is crying because Ashanti left him.
1: While he was married. Is that right? Yeah. Oh, so it was on Drink
3: Champs. Oh, okay. I
2: don't know if I really call that news, but that's something.
1: Yeah, you're like, not really talking about it. I don't it's a fact either. either.
2: But...
4: <laughs> Let me show you, okay. an amazing ad. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs>
0: so, so with that uh why don't we try to tra- uh close it on out um with final kind of like thumbs up rankings uh chuck man why don't you kind of get us started off man what you think man thumbs up thumbs down one dog, one thumbs up two i mean
1: definitely thumbs up um you know a, a, a hood classic like like we said um you know gave us a lot of one-liners gave us a lot of classic teams we can always look back on um and and appreciate um but um but yeah, but at the same time, man, it's it's even though I know that A Z Faison, who was Ace's character, um, his initial intent was it to be kind of a um kind of a, you know, a story of like, you know, what to avoid. Um, I can't think of the phrase I'm trying to think of, but um but basically he wanted it to be something like I right, you know, this is what Cautionary tale. Cautionary tale, thank you. Um he wanted to be a cautionary tale rather than like, you know, a celebratory. Um, film of the drug game,
0: yeah, because um, it glorified
1: it. Real talk, for sure, for sure. But again, I mean, but, that's of, right? yeah, but that's part of. Kind got out. No, he's a fucking music producer. Yeah, I mean, but that's part of entertainment. Like you know, if if it was if it was done the way it was intended, it probably wouldn't been as good. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but yeah, man, just to think about that, like again, that tragic ending and that tragic ending, and to know that like that was all real, even though some of it was altered for the film. But yeah, man. the... Alpo really killed Rich Porter, you know. Um, Aces, you know his his friend who was Calvin, the real dude's name was Kevin. Like, really ran up on him and and shot him up, try to kill him. Like, yeah, man, the, the the little brother really got kidnapped and really got his finger cut off and and killed. Like, again, tragic story um, that you know has a sad ending. But um, but you know, I think they did a good job of just portraying the general the general theme of of how it went down. And yeah, you know. Again, hood classic. So, two thumbs up for me.
4: Thanks, thanks. What about you, Theo, Malley? Two thumbs up. Surprised, yeah. Surprising. I did. Th- I mean, because you and you know, we talk about these independent films produced by like music producers, and honestly, this is the only one that I'm like, I really enjoy thoroughly. I don't even. I think it's better than. I think it, I I enjoy this better than Belly. <coughs> uh, I think the acting is tighter. Sure. I think that there's a lot of like nuance um, and the way they play stuff. They downplayed stuff a lot, but it was like, cool. It felt a little bit more natural. Like an example is just like, even whenever the shit boyfriend like leaves, uh, you know, like, you know, like the, the um, aces and his sister's like apartment, <clears throat> like he leaves the apartment and like, it's, it was you knew there was about to be like a, a whole fight scene with the family. And he just like like the mom gives her a look. He just goes, you stupid. And she's like, oh, whatever. You know what I mean? It just felt like it was like that's all that needed to be said. But it, like, so much was conveyed in that. And there were so many moments like that where it was like, yeah, didn't. Y'all really relied on like on physical acting and not just dialogue, um, which really impressed me. Um, so, yeah, two thumbs up. Uh, loved it.
0: They're, that's crazy that you compared it to belly uh, acting. Just imagine the two leads, I guess you'd say, <clears throat> the acting level of Mackay Pfeiffer and Wood Harris <laughs> compared to DMX and Nye.
4: <laughs> that's like a world difference in
3: acting right. skills
4: right there. And, they, and that's like, yes, exactly. And then they even like what they try to make you do with belly is like be so wild by like the music video like cinematography in it. That you're like yeah. distracted from the like
1: <clears> the <throat> high level throat>
4: acting. It's like I'd rather really <laughs> not have all these crazy ass visuals than just good ass acting that I can endure like, time. What about
0: you, Mel?
2: Yeah, um, I give it two thumbs up. Um, you know, like I said earlier, I think it's really watchable. I'll I'll watch it again anytime anybody wants to watch it or Whenever I'm bored, it's just like a good background movie to throw on. Um Yeah, two thumbs up all the way.
4: Oh, say your truth, you you truth. <laughs> no, oh. This might uh-oh. be the Dude, first time you've ever given a worse rating than me.
3: Look,
0: man. So, you know, I got my head. I got my wife in my head <laughs> because she heard what I was saying about this. I knew if I was going to, I almost feel pressure. I was about to do two thumbs up, but I can hear my wife in my head. She'd be like, nigga, you wouldn't say all that shit. You <laughs> watched it. And you're going to say that I didn't like it, but you're going to fucking say two thumbs up. So, you know what? I know what <laughs> out. Um, I'm going to give it one thumbs up. I enjoy it. I think it's good. I'm going to rewatch it, right? Maybe it's because I'm 40 seeing it the first time and then I'm analyzing a whole bunch of shit. You know what I, mean? <laughs> I tell you right now, if the first time I saw it when I was 22 and I was in the dorm room, and you know, it's two o'clock in the morning, right? I'm not really putting as much thought, but I'm 40 and I'm analyzing it, right? So I'm cat the whole kind of like 12 months later, and these are like, <laughs> no, so 12 months later, and these are the nicest gangsters. So I think a little maybe again, watching Tony <laughs> Soprano. I, I mean, Malcolm knows I've been after watching Tony Soprano. Um, Bad, Breaking Bad, Don Draper, these like conflicted uh, anti heroes, right? Dude, what what is the bad thing that Ace did? <laughs> what is it? The, I mean, he, he mm. found a co- no he found cocaine in like a bag and didn't try to give it away. It was like, hey, <laughs> you left this bag of cocaine in a dry cleaning bag. Come on, man. <laughs> and then, so like, and, I mean, oh, and Money Making Mitch was like the sweet. He was a nice guy too. You know, he sometimes just. <laughs> got caught up in the bad thing. So,
4: um, <laughs> Wait, so maybe, you feel like Wood Harris as a drug dealer in this was that much nicer than Wood Harris as a drug dealer in uh, The Wire? I, I think feel so, like yeah. he was a good I liked him as a drug dealer in that too.
0: Uh, I, I um, Me personally, um, I thought he was way nicer. Than said. Avon? I don't know, man. Maybe because oh, yeah. I got Wire. Me and, Th- me and Malcolm and Ma did like a fresh rewatch of The Wire. Man, Avon will get down. And and that was a thing too, right? Avon in, in uh, Avon versus Stringer, Stringer was like, no, let's do real estate, let's do some business stuff, let's get official and get out the game. And Avon was like, motherfucker, I'm a gangster. What the <laughs> fuck? You trying to get fucking tired? I am a fucking gangster. So and Ace and Ace again, he's like, eh, trying to get out the game.
1: <laughs> all right, all
3: right. <laughs> Cameron
0: Rico, why are you killing people?
1: <laughs> it's, the, it's the drug business, man. This is what niggas
3: do.
0: <laughs> so, um, no, so one thumb up, but maybe that's because I'm coming at it with a little too much of a critical eye. But, uh, um, but I enjoyed it though, and I'm very glad that we we watched it and stuff. So,
5: I jerked him, the man. They fucking jerked him, man. sent me his finger in an envelope, man. All bloody and shit. I don't know what to do. Hey, I don't, man. I feel naked out here, B. Thinking about how they got sunny. Some abandoned building or some basement. Fucking bleeding, man. He's dying, man. They're killing my little man, B. I'm about to be on some real murder shit, eh? I'm telling you, man. Any nigga that ever looked at me wrong owes me money ever said any jealous bullshit about me is fucking dead. You understand what the fuck I'm saying? Hey, They're fucking dead, man. I don't give a fuck about nothing, man. But I need my little man back, B. I need him back, man. I'm dead out here, man. I can't function. I can't be. <sighs> But not to
0: get too long into it, I want to kind of, at this point, this is where we like to try to do a focus uh, on how people of color can get into the entertainment uh, and and TV and film industry. And uh, we like to do a spotlight on folks. And this episode, we want to do a spotlight on Makai Pfeiffer. I've actually been knowing Makai Pfeiffer. It feels like he's been in, what, I've been watching him since the 90s, right? So that's almost 25 years and stuff. And uh, I didn't really know what his background story was. So it was interesting to find out how he got into the industry. Um, just a little bit of information on him. He was born December 29th, 1974 um, in Harlem. So he's, he's from Harlem. He's from New York City. How did he, uh, you know, he grew up in a single parent household. Um, his mother, Rhoda, was a high school teacher. So how did he get into the industry? Open casting call for clockers. And it was like the hugest open casting call and he got it for for clockers, like no professional experience before then. He was 18 years old. And so after that, then he was just off to the fucking races and stuff. I mean, dude, I mean, I feel like I've been, especially in the 90s, if you ask me, it, it felt like I don't know, he's I want to do his rundown. The brother's always been acting if I'm going to be very simplistic about it, though. I feel like he has like Filming TVs for the black audience, and then he has, and then he acts in filming TVs that are for the broader audience. So, and he's been in a lot of things that ain't really for the black audience. And I'm like, dang, I didn't even know he's been acting a lot of stuff. So, uh, movies, right? Again, he started off with Clockers, but then after that, <clears throat> Tuskegee Airmen, then Girl, Six. So another Spike Lee movie. <clears throat> then he started in High School High, and in High School High, I thought that was pretty funny. That's where he met his future wife. I, and this is why I didn't realize. Did you know he was married to Melinda Williams? Wait, do, do y'all know who Melinda Williams is? All right. Yeah. Okay. So, all right. Chuck knows who she is. So I'm going to throw something yeah. out there. So she was in high school, high. Mm-hmm. She was in soul food. And. Got it. Googled her. I'm good. In <laughs> <laughs> the wood. In the wood. So that made sense to me once I saw that because I was like, oh, yeah, they both acted in High School High and Soul Food together. So, all right. Uh, But they ain't married no more. So he was in Half Plenty. Again, Black audience. I forgot he was in I Still Know What You Did last summer. He was in that with Brandy. I forgot that. Maybe that's who Sean Wayne's character was making fun of. I don't know. So he was in Half Plenty. Again, Black audience. I forgot he was in I Still Know What You Did last summer. He was in that with Brandy. I forgot that. Maybe that's who Sean Wayne's character was making fun of. I don't know. Uh he was in Shaft. I remember when he was in Shaft because Christian Bale kills him in the in the opening scene. Uh Carmen, a hip hopper. That was with a young Beyonce. I ain't never seen that. I think that was on uh, a, uh MTV. Have that's any coming. of y'all have any of y'all seen Oh? Yeah, that movie's great. Yeah yeah,
4: I dig like though. I liked it, man. I mean, when I was in high school, I don't know.
0: Yeah, I, I,
4: know. I, I ain't seen it in like twenty years, but I liked that was it. like it was like in that time where they kept giving that white chick all the movies where she had black boyfriends, and it was like I was like Julia Stiles. Hey, I'm still convinced. Julia, Julia Stiles, Stiles like brothers. I mean, yeah, <laughs> but it was a, it's less about Julia Stiles like brothers. It's more around like is that what, that, time- is that what Hollywood thinks black men are into is Julia Stiles. <laughs> <laughs>
1: i did not like that movie at all
4: <laughs> yeah, like, oh, i haven't seen it like you, when was the last time you saw it i, I feel like i in retro I, I the last time i saw it i was like this is really cool because i knew it was like an adapt, adaptation of othello but is it when was, have you seen it recently
1: no oh, i haven't no. seen it since, since it first came out and even you know, then, I know- this movie
4: <laughs> i actually did i have- remember i worked
0: at blockbuster when it came out
1: I have a what? I have a problem with with movies it's just like my own personal issue I don't care but I have a problem <clears throat> with movies that have like a basketball element and the actor who's like playing can't hoop. Uh, <laughs> like it it- it ruins every movie for me i just i not i just <laughs> I can't enjoy it. Like, they got to, like, cut it up to a certain way and make it look like they can hoop, but you can tell that they can't hoop. All
0: right. I got, <laughs> I, got, I, got a, I got a question for you. I got a question for you. Have you seen the Sixth Man?
1: Yeah. Yeah, of course.
0: So where does that fall on the spectrum
1: for you? Uh, now I like Six Man because I think <laughs> – funny because I think Marlon Wayans is, like, good enough to play, like, in a church league pickup game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, athlete. Oh, yeah athlete yeah Yeah, you know, yeah just, he's, he's athletic like, like Marlon Wayans is like just good enough to where he don't look like you know what I'm saying like you put an actor on a basketball court and you don't know how to fucking dribble with his left hand <laughs> <laughs> like Marlon Wayans could do just enough to just make it look like it was somewhat believable what you think
0: about Wesley Snipes in uh, in um White Man Can't Jump
1: she would, they had Wesley looking like a baller in there yeah. Right? <laughs> but again, like whatever, like what movie has Wesley done where he didn't look like he knew what he was doing? Like, yeah, because they say like he's a fucking martial artist. <laughs> now, he is like a martial artist sure.
0: now. they said and in, in he don't know how to play basketball and in baseball, but he's a good actor. But yeah, they said he sucks at running, but they made him look they made him like right. he was like real good. In playing and playing
1: yeah. <laughs> and you said baseball like I believe he was believable in um Major League.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. Remane yep.
1: Yeah. Uh oh, so back to Mikai Pfeiffer's career. Right. <laughs> <laughs>
4: so, that's a good topic, though. I want to like audit every basketball movie now. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> uh, he was also in Brian's song.
0: Uh that's an old like remake. Uh Paid in Full, the other brother. I ain't never heard of that. So eight mile. <clears throat> we recently watched scary movie, and I watched like the scary movies last week. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like they make fun of Eight Mile on that. And I feel like Anthony Anderson is making fun of Makai Pfeiffer's character because he got the big old.
1: The yeah.
0: So I can't sometimes, when I be seeing Makai Pfeiffer, I be thinking, like, Anthony Anderson making. Because that's when he had them braids. I was like, Makai Pfeiffer, those ain't your braids, dude. Take that wig off, bro. <laughs> uh, he was in Honey, Dawn of the Dead, This Christmas. Um, he was in all the divergent <laughs> movies. I didn't know he was in the divergent movies, I ain't watched them, but he was in Divergent, Divergent, yeah, <laughs> in Chocolate City, Vegas Strip. So, those are his movies, but he's been real busy on the TV front. Um, New York Undercover, ER. Did you know he was in ER for six years?
2: Nah, dang, yeah, that, I didn't watch ER. <laughs> Me neither
0: <laughs> um, Curb Your Enthusiasm uh, He's got a recurring character Omar Jones I did not know that um, Key and Peele And The Bobby Brown story So the brother's been acting So um, you know, It
4: was on an episode of Key and Peele Yeah Oh, uh, Okay I thought it was like, like Oh So you're just listening to it. Hollywood sequel doctor,
0: yeah. You know something that's random, though? You know something I think is random? He's been in, like, some good music videos. He was in Flavor in Your Ear. Okay, good song. He was in some videos of some good songs. He was in the Flavor of Your Ear music video. He was in Nobody by Keep Sweat video. He was in The Boy Is Mine. He was a boy. Uh, mm-hmm. and he was in "Lose Yourself" the Eminem video. He was in. Oh, was
1: he, he was in. Was he in the Eminem video as like the mile character?
4: Probably. It probably it was
1: probably just like they they cut to clips from
4: the movie. <laughs> it had to be off the soundtrack. <laughs> was off the soundtrack. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. So I don't know. I just I'm always like Pfeiffer. I like to see him being active and real talk. I think we may get surprised. He's 47. I ain't gonna be surprised we're gonna be seeing the brother act for the next 20, 30 years as he gets into this next transit uh phase of his of his life. So I don't but know. It's still black famous, right? Like, thank you. I forgot to ask that question. <laughs> I, I know I know my, my answer, but what do y'all think? Is he black famous or yeah, he's black famous.
1: Yeah, for uh, for sure. Yeah,
4: it's like even with eight, <laughs> mile, even with eight mile, like. Cause I'm just, I feel like eight Mile is like a big movie, and Eminem like was like, "This is no Macai for like, I, so like, I feel like that was his moment to get white famous, and I don't think he crossed the threshold. And then well, like, man, maybe, I mean? maybe white people watch ER e. though.
1: But even with the role in ER, I bet people who like watch ER, white people are like, you oh, know, they the don't black know his name. Guy. like they. It's yeah. like he's the black guy. Like yeah. no, I doubt. I doubt the everyday white people that watch ER is going to just be able to like rattle off the call, because
0: because me personally i feel like i know the first black guy from er eric Lasalle.
1: i know his name uh daryl
0: but i feel like no other like your standard white person ain't gonna know his name or ain't gonna be like oh yeah he wasn't coming to america no. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah right.
2: he's black famous
0: yep black famous, black famous. gotcha <laughs> well look man uh I guess I don't got any more kind of fun facts to kind of share, but I'll tell you right now, I thought he was real good in it as many Mickey Mitch. And uh, uh, if there's a last note before I kind of give it to uh, <clears throat> Chuck for any last comments, I will kind of open this up, man. Each time I was, I've been having paid in full big, doing notes and time. Each time I'd like say the word paid in full about the bring it on up. I got the album. I've been having that song like in my head, like. all stuff. <laughs> So then mm-hmm. time I have that song on it. I mean, I'm yep. thinking of a master plan. <laughs> so i've been playing that like non-stop and stuff so that's one of am like you know things i enjoyed so i don't know if anybody else had any like you know last closing comments in regards to paid in full um or to uh regards makai pfeiffer's career i do want to give one shout out if no one's got any more comments uh to our cousin uh dennis hollinsworth new he called me actually uh earlier this evening and um um, we were considering possibly getting him on because I was like, yo, man, I'm glad that you're a fan. Uh, he was talking uh, he was talking a lot about the Boys in the Hood episode, right? And I was like, yo, Newt, next time we do a New York episode, uh, I'm talking about my cousin Dennis, who lives up in Queens. And he knows all this. I was like, man, we're actually doing Payton Full tonight. So, uh, But it was a little last minute. We weren't able to get him. But I want to give a shout out to our cousin Dennis. And uh, we're going to try to get you on sometime as soon as possible. So thanks for listening. And Chuck, DJ Chuck D.,
4: Thanks again for uh, helping us on out, brother. I want to give yeah, a man. shout out to, sorry, I want to give a shout out to my cousin Cameron um, just because we were doing the paid in full episode and she's a little girl and her name is Cameron, but I still hope that one day she can wear all pink furry outfits. <laughs> I think that would be I'm sorry, Chuck. I didn't mean that. I didn't mean to still here? <laughs> no, nah, you good.
1: You're good. Shout out the camera, man! We got to see that and she got to come through with the pink outfit, the pink flip phone, the whole nine. Yeah, and the and the big huge earrings. He had yeah. the
3: huge earrings.
1: Yeah. Uh, now, my, I mean, my last thing I'll say is, um, is fun fact, just throw it out there. Talking about um, rap movies and and rap labels doing movies, and Rockefeller Records and Rockefeller Films gave us Kevin Hart.
4: Oh, yeah. yeah. Soul Plane.
1: Paper, paper, no, before Soul Plane, <laughs> Paper Soldiers. Paper. <laughs> oh! Yeah. Wow. An- another, another independent Rockefeller <laughs> film with Kevin Hart and Beanie Siegel, where they were going around.
0: Think about Doesn't that make sense, though? Think about it. Because at that time, Jay Z was with Beanie and, and uh and, uh Beanie Siegel and the other dude. <sighs> The two dudes from Philly, you had Free, freeway, oh, freeway, freeway, the skinny gato oh, shit. Anyways, uh, so think about that. They they're they Philadelphia rappers, and then they know they know Kevin Hart.
1: Wow. Yep. So Kevin Hart got his start in an in independent Rockefeller film.
0: And it goes full circle because the first movie that we reviewed on this podcast, speaking of Rockefeller, was uh <laughs> produced by Jay-Z. So um I don't know how much he had his hands in that well I mean he did he was one of the producers on this film right so it seems like we started this out with a, a, a Jay-Z production and um we're, we're, we're now uh, up to speed with another Jay-Z production so maybe with that man maybe Chuck we got some outro music that you think is kind of you know fit a Jay-Z beat or a paid in full beat you know something that you think hits, hits the vibe.
1: Man, I think you already paid man. Eric being Rocky, paid in full. That's, there we go. There we go. That's way to go. All
0: right, with that, well, thanks so much for everyone. And thanks, Chuck. Thanks, Theo. Mallon. We'll catch you back on up. Peace.
1: Peace. Thanks,
0: y'all. Still coming up. So I start my mission.
5: Leave my residence. Thinking, how could I get some dead presidents? I need money. I used to be a stick up kid. So I think of all the devious things I did. I used to roll up. This is a hole up. Ain't nothing funny. Stop smiling. You still don't nothing. Move but the money. But now I learned to earn cause I'm righteous. I feel great. So maybe I might just search for a nine to five.